airing the Addisons. Well, let me say this as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, we've got to be careful and make sure that in everything, man, we are trying to get as close to what the word says as possible. And we got to understand that with that type of wickedness, man, you know, God does not wink at that. There's judgment. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. And you don't have shades of truth. You have truth or you have error. You have fact or you have fiction. And now we go into the thick of it. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Erin Addison's. On American Family Radio, thank you for listening. We appreciate it. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And Richard, our brother Richard, is over in Studio CC. We will try to get around to a call today. I just, <laughs> a call. I'm trying to be accurate. I'm trying to do better, okay? We will try to get around to one call. If you're behind door number three, that's you. People like, um, Mika, we're trying to talk to you. I know. We, I know. Look, I know too. my shortcomings, okay? <laughs> I know my shortcomings. I know where I fail, all right? And the first step toward wholeness and healing is confession. And so I confess that I open the phone lines and don't take calls. So now you can't hurt me with it. You see, I've already confessed it. So you can call in and you can be petty if you want. All right. Well, I called yesterday. I know you called yesterday. I'm sorry about it. You like when people yell sorry? I'm sorry. All right. Because you feel it so deeply. Uh, anyway, we got a lot of information. I say information, really a, a big conversation that I think might be. Um, and, and, and people, I hope at this point, know us enough to know that we are not sensational. Like, we don't try to say things to get shock, you know, or, right. or for its shock value. We don't try right. to say things to shock people. But we will speak truthfully according to our conviction and um, without regard to whether or not people like it. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, and so maybe if that's shocking, then okay. But we don't believe in just saying something because it's going to incite people or it's going to, you know, cause them to kind of be appalled so much so that they keep listening. I don't believe in that. I think we just need to tell the truth. We need to live according to conviction. We need to be reading the word of God and we need to be applying it. Amen. So I want to get into that. But before I do, I do want to say a happy birthday to our second born mm-hmm. uh, who is 12 today. And um, that's the one <laughs> that's the one that really made us question parenting. early on let me just say and then we'll get into the meat of what we want to talk about because it's not friday um but that's the one you know and i i feel like in a lot of families it happens this way that first one that you get you're like whoa (laughs) sleeping through the night at two weeks like whoa you're like dude what do people complain about i remember being like what am i supposed to do the rest of the day this child sleeps all day like i don't know what am i remember i i I would call Mm -hmm. you i text you i'm like okay hold on here. We, we got to get back on the field. Like, I don't know what I'm doing here all day. I can only clean the same dish. Like, I mean, come on. <laughs> and that number one, you're just like, Oh my goodness. So then you learn you have a number two. Mm-hmm. It's kind of quick, but you go, okay. <laughs> you know, <laughs> she was 10 months old. Number one, number two is coming. Okay, great. Um, but then you get number two and, and I feel like number two is the Lord saying, while I have your attention, <laughs> it's like, Whoa. <laughs> Um, this one cried through the night yes. for like the first six months. Yes. Around the clock. Man. Yeah. It was... And I'm not exaggerating. Yeah. It was pretty difficult. It was a test. <laughs> it was a test of Will the Great's patience. Not me. I was cool yeah, as a right. cucumber. I handled it well. <laughs> Whatever. Man. I. Anyway, <laughs> happy birthday to her. I'll remind her of this as, oh, as yeah. her father is walking her down the aisle. Yes. I'll remind her. You're the one. You tested us, okay? <laughs> and now there's your husband 
<laughs> That's his problem now. There you no, go, I'm buddy. just kidding. <laughs> it's like <laughs> Here you go, buddy. No. no. <laughs> That's why parents wink at each other when they give their daughters away. They're like, ding ding. Yeah. You know? I was talking to, um, well, anyway, that's, no, we got a lot to talk about. It's not <laughs> See, Friday. That's why people I'm can't sorry. get in for no calls, because you keep. I, <laughs> <laughs> they're like, if Mika wouldn't waste our time with her oh, anecdotes man. and her storytelling, mm-hmm. nobody cares about your family, Mika. I understand. <laughs> you guys, that's fine. But this microphone, though, um, <laughs> it's still here. Here, let me say this. So the title of the show today, uh, You Almost Had Us. You almost and I don't had mean us. You, I don't mean you, our listeners. I mean you, our culture. Mm. Um, we really try very hard to have a small filter when it comes to what is happening in the culture and not letting these things kind of invade our lives and not we're not prone to use terminology and all these things. Like we try to make a distinction. But um, y- you almost had us. Mm. And I realized something. And so today, I think I think we are saying, I know I am saying, I, and, and there will be a little bit of debate here, Will and I will go back and forth on this. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> and that's okay, right? Because oh, we yeah. each have, a, we have our own individual minds. Yes. Um, but I am no longer using the phrase, Black Lives Matter. <gasps> and <laughs> I am no longer using the phrase in a in an attempt to qualify my statement by saying all lives matter. Okay. Neither one of those phrases right. am I going to use again. Ever again. And I'm n- never. When you hear okay. me say black lives matter, yes. it will be followed up by organization. I will talk about the organization. I will talk about what they're doing, but I'm not going to be pushed into a corner to assert or to utilize certain phrases that I know they're rooted in Marxism, they're rooted in rebellion against God, because this is exactly the type of technique that was written about and employed for after the ball. Mm. This is the same type of technique that was used to normalize homosexuality in this country, and the people who were supposed to be holding the line in the 90s gave in to it started using ter- started feeling certain ways where they felt like they had to say this, they had to do that. And today, the mm. question of will you say black lives matter? And and I'm going to we're going to we got three clips that we want to play for you today. Mm-hmm. The question of will you say black lives matter is the same question that every Christian got pressed on until it kind of ran out of steam and it was a moot point. It didn't even make sense to answer it anymore because we won. Mm. And that question was, is homosexuality a sin? Is it a sin? Like, it, wow. it wasn't a question of, do you prefer it? Do you think there's anything? But it was, is it a sin? In other words, we need the ultimate validation, which is to say that rebellion against God is not. Right? Remember Christians going on yeah. all kinds of secular yeah. talk shows. We, we said that's the linchpin question. That's the question. That's going to determine whether or not you get a hall pass. Will you say homosexuality is a sin? Mm. Will you say it isn't a sin? As recent as Lauren Daigle. Mm. Remember got her in trouble? Yeah, I remember. Got her. That's the question. But I would have to ask you, so what is saying Black Lives Matter? 
when you're talking about the sentiment trying to normalize why what are they trying to normalize it's not the same because as- they have they have co-opted this sentiment and so it is forever associated with their rebellion lawless rebellious lawless movement so they're trying is, to normalize is, lawlessness they are normalizing lawlessness and all of the demands that go along with this movement mm. up until this point you could believe that all lives have value and worth being made in the image of God without having to make a distinction. Now, all of a sudden, you're telling me in the 21st century in America, now we have to make this distinction? Why? Who is is controlling that? Because it's Hmm. attached to an agenda. It is attached to an agenda, Mm -hmm. and the desire is to make us all complicit in it. Either by sentiment, we feel we have to say this, Mm -hmm. right? Or behavior, we have to join in and march. Mm. We have to wear shirt, certain T-shirts. We have to. Wow. All of this is social conditioning. <laughs> and I have now. to tell you, I'm embarrassed to say, but it's true. Man, you almost got me. You almost got me because I, you, I you found could, myself yeah, saying. You, yeah, go you, ahead. You, no, because the, the feeling is because you want to make it known that, yeah, I believe yes. Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter. Yeah, and then you want to I mean, follow it up on. by saying, because when I say that. What I'm really suggesting is that all lives matter. What I'm saying is that black lives are not to be excluded. But remember, Mm -hmm. this is a sentiment that has been given to you. Mm. You are saying this because you've been told to feel this way. Wow. You've been told now that that's your hall pass and you got to walk around with that block that that's what you have to hold. So you're saying from here on out, when you talk about Black Lives Matter, you're meaning the organization and you're not going to try to clear up any misconceptions that people may have that you are talking about just lives, black lives. Yeah, because I've never done that before in life. I've never used this kind of terminology before in life. Mm -hmm. And this is not innate to me. I have to force myself to do this. And I I woke up thinking about this this morning. Glory to God. I I give God (laughs) the glory for any revelations that I have. Right. So I woke up thinking about this. And honestly, you know, Will the Great, as great as you are, because I was a little bit triggered by what you said yesterday. And I was asking myself after the show, man, why did that bother me so much? Mm-hmm. When we were talking in the course of the conversation, you yes. said, and I use trigger tongue in cheek, <laughs> you said, you said Black Lives Matter. You said, and they do. We know that Black Lives Matter and all lives matter. Right. And I felt you inside make that myself, distinction. I bristled. I was like, man, why do that angers me man because i see that as being forced to say something now to show yourself worthy of free like uh-huh. movement about the cockpit uh-huh. you understand what i'm saying now I you can that. operate I, in culture i see that because you have said that you have now poured your libations or pinched your little incense right, you, to Caesar. you've kissed the ring like you've you, kissed the ring yes i'm not doing it so i'm done with that and hmm. and, and if anybody okay. well i'll try to open the phone lines i told you i'm talking <laughs> to one person today but I'm done with that. Like, you're not, you, here's my thing. Mm-hmm. You can't have my mind. Mm. You cannot have my, you don't get to tell me what to think, how to feel, and how to make myself be approved of in the culture. You don't get to do that. Only God determines how I am to behave, how I am to think, and then what is approved of by him. Romans chapter 12. I'm going to read verses one and two. Mm-hmm. That's, my, that's my backdrop and my conviction. And then we're going to play three clips here mm-hmm. where you hear. And, and I want you when you hear these questions, when you hear this sentiment, I want you to think in terms of is homosexuality a sin? Think about how that was the question that everyone was. You you had to say that. And then remember, you had to say also that, man, I have I have homosexual people in my family. Mm-hmm. I have I have my son, my cousin. 
So what are you so, doing? You're so, trying to make yourself worthy to participate in so culture. Let me, let me ask you this, because we would make a distinction uh, before of homosexual activists versus homosexuals and say, well, you know, when we're talking about these agendas, we're talking about the activist people. Would you say that's the same in that situation or, or that's different? Now, why, why do we have to do that? Why do we have to do that? Because because the activists actually gained credibility. So they painted themselves as victims and there was a massive campaign to normalize homosexuality mm-hmm. in this country so that it looked like when you spoke out against homosexuality, you hated people. That was by design. So now we have to make these distinctions. It's it's where we get the whole we love the sinner, but we hate the sin. Mm. And and it's like these all of these things that we develop, we we are contorting ourselves to say, you know, and we don't do it with anything else. Mm. We don't do it with anything else. Why? Because after the ball was successful. Yeah. Because this <laughs> campaign was successful. So, you know, and here's the thing. I'm not saying that anyone else has to do this. Will agree. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that for me, as for you, when I woke up this morning, I had the answer to as as, as for me and my person, because um, you determine the house. But for my person, <laughs> it's like Mariah told us when she was three. I agree with myself. Um, I was agitated yesterday. And I was like, man, why is that bothering me? And so it kept kind of coming through my mind, like, why? You know, and then I was like, man, you know, do I, what, am I am I hateful? You so, know, all these things. You got to so, go through and do these self-checks to make yeah. sure that you're worthy of the culture. Yeah, so the pushback that I would have for you is in that context, what I just gave you. So you're not going to make the distinction between a homosexual and a homosexual activist. Man, you know what's sad to say? Well, we actually... In the culture, we lost that fight. Mm. No, no one cares wow. if you make that distinction anymore. Man, like you're right. I, I hate this you is where the music right. goes dark. We <laughs> wow. we already lost that. Like there is no daylight between the activist and the homosexual Man. who is not an activist. And I'll tell you why. Uh-oh. Because both are similar in that they benefit from the social conditioning. Wow. So I don't okay. I don't even need to really make that distinction anymore. I'm gonna speak out against homosexuality as Paul did, mm-hmm. and Paul didn't precede his letters where he acknowledged or where he uh, reprimanded this or pointed this out by saying, now I want you to understand also this. I'm not talking to these people or those people. Man, he talked about in Romans, he talked about not only those who practice, but those who gave their approval. Mm. So get in line. Everybody can get it. I, I mean, Let's but we, do this. Of it. Let's we do this because <laughs> Let's they go. tell us we have to do it. <laughs> hey, I right? hear you. So um, when we get back, mm-hmm. when we get back, I want to start with Romans chapter 12. And then I got a lot I want to read from after the ball. And we got three clips. Um, Man, this is the show where we're outside, we're going in, and it's (laughs) thick. So get ready. Aaron the Addison's American Family Radio. Hopefully, we'll be back. (laughs) There is no time to lose. I believe the gospel is enough. (laughs) Amen. Since you asked, Flame, I believe the gospel is enough. And I believe that our faith and our claims and our practices have been sufficient for the church for 2,000 years. Like, I I think it's enough. 
And I think what we know about partiality, what we know about favoritism and all the stuff that the Bible condemns that we have already applied, that's enough for today. We don't need people giving us new terms that really cloak a different sentiment. It's yeah. not even the sentiment that you're asserting. What you're saying is not the sentiment behind the mission. Like, that's not what they even want. It, because, mm. because then then we would care about Sequoia. All right? Like, yeah. if, 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 if yeah. we really, you know, so it's not even, a, so black lives don't even really matter. The agenda matters. The agenda. So why do we need to say that and then come back and say, and then all lives matter? All of it is just a way to, con it's, your, it's mind control. And I'm like, you can't have my mind. I mean, you know, come over and try and take it. And, you know, man, they almost, they almost got us to say that, <laughs> you know, because we, everybody's just using it. We just, we get pushed in a corner and, and, and then we're fighting to get out. But even in our fighting, it's like we start to use these terms. It's, it's, it's our attempt to get free, right? Well, Jesus Christ has already set me free Amen. and I'm standing on the word of God. So I'm not going to be using quote, quote unquote, new and improved tactics to try to get free. I've, I've, I've already been set free. Mm. Um, Romans chapter 12, mm -hmm. Romans chapter 12 verses uh, one and two. And we're very familiar with this, but I want you to think about this in context of what happens in the culture on a regular basis. Um, it's like you look up one day and you, you haven't been careful enough. And all of a sudden you've actually been conformed mm. to the patterns of this world. Man. You, it, it has happened and you haven't even realized it. Uh, Romans chapter 12, verse one, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercy of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. It's not just singing songs. Right. People, it's it's not 40 minutes on Sunday. Let us enter into a time of worship. When you wake up in the morning and your feet hit the floor, you should be thinking in your mind, let me enter into a time of worship all day. All day, Sophia. All day. <laughs> you, 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 all day, your life is lived as a sacrifice before the Lord. This is your reasonable act of worship. Amen. That's the very least that you can do. Verse 2. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. The reason we don't know many of us what God is requiring of us is because we are not able to discern one, because our minds have not been renewed. Two, because we actually have been conformed to this world. We take on the characteristics of this world. We talk like they talk. Mm. We use the terms that they use. Uh oh. And so now we're on their, on their playground. They get to call the shots. Last month, the headline that came up in one of my here are the news stories you may have missed, <laughs> right? You know how you get those, you get those emails. Right. Here are some of the news stories you may have missed. One of those news stories near the end of, of last month was um, Vice President Pence reflecting on the story. Like, I just thought, you know, I understand say where this again. is going. Vice President Pence. Vice President Pence refuses to say black lives matter. Mm -hmm. Instead says all lives matter, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, June 
June 19th, I believe it was, Vice President Pence gave an interview to a local Philadelphia uh, news outlet. All right. And he was pressed by this news anchor who is, you know, so guilty. He's so he's just slathered in guilt. Right. And he sees it as his personal mission to take others with him who look like him, who have less melanin. He wants to take others with him on this guilt trip. Right. So he tries to pack Vice President Pence's suitcase for him. <laughs> like, we're all going on a guilt trip. Vice President, I'm going to pack I'm, your I'm suitcase. Gonna you. I'm going to help you pack this. <laughs> In only Vice President Pence style, which mm-hmm. is very mild, but it's, you mm-hmm. know, but you know where he's coming from. He was like, get off my suitcase. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here with that. All right. So so this is clip number one. Now, listen, remember, remember, there are terms and phrases that you must use to show that you are able to freely move about the culture. Mm. These same words and phrases, these terms, these expressions are a form of mind control. You know, the companies that don't care when you use their name as a verb, because that means that they own the market. Mm. So like wow. maybe yeah. I'm trying to think of another copier, you know, Xerox. that's not Xerox. <laughs> that's not Xerox. See, yeah, can't right. do it. Uh, yeah, I mean. People, you remember you say you're making copies. Say, oh, you just Xerox it. No, that's a company. You're making copies. <laughs> People say, oh, go grab a Kleenex. No, you want a tissue because this is puffs. <laughs> you want a tissue kleenex is a brand yeah. you see but kleenex and xerox don't care if you say that because they know that that's brand for them mm. you you have made their name synonymous with that thing you see what i'm saying mm-hmm. black lives matter the organization knows that they have done that they have co-opted a phrase they have taken it for themselves and it doesn't have to mean at all what you think it means Mm. they know what it means and they want you to use it they want you to say it they want you to declare it and what they're saying is if you don't say it you're a racist that's their terminology that's what they're saying and if you follow it up with all lives matter guess what you still don't win so here's where i (laughs) here's where i am i'm out (laughs) Shark Tank. I'm out. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm gonna have to pass. Right. You guys use it among yourselves all you want, but I'm done. I'm done. You can't have my mind. All right. Here is clip number one. Vice President Pence. The first time he gets pressed, you just need to say, "Black Lives Matter." Roll it, Mr. Vice President. Thank you for your time, sir. Much appreciated. As these things tend to go, thank you, Brian. Uh, a lot of ground to cover and not a, a whole lot of time in which to cover it. But let's begin here, sir. As you know. We are in the midst of a movement in this country, uh, and I think it's fair to say in the estimation of those who are marching in the streets across America right now, a movement that's finally getting some traction. And as you know, sir, that that movement is fueled by the words Black Lives Matter. And yet, despite that and the volume with which we're hearing it and the monumental nature of these changes, there are only really a handful of elected Republican leaders in Washington who have uttered those words, Black Lives Matter. And I wonder, sir, if those are words that you will utter right here, right here today. Black Lives Matter. Can you say those words? Well, Brian, let me let me just say that what happened to George Floyd was a tragedy. And in this nation, especially on on Juneteenth, we celebrate the fact that from the founding of this nation, we've cherished the ideal uh, that all 
all of us are created equal and endowed by our Creator with certain inalienable rights. Uh, and so all lives matter in a very real sense. Mm, yeah, yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's not the sentiment that we're after, Mr. Vice President. We don't, we don't, I'm sorry, excuse me. We don't want the sentiment. <laughs> we want you to say the words. Mm. This is clip two. Roll it. Forgive me for pressing you on this, sir, but I will note you did not say those words, Black Lives Matter. And there is an important distinction. People are saying, of course, all lives matter. But to say the words is an acknowledgement that black lives also matter in a time in this country when it appears that there's a segment of our society that doesn't agree. So why will you not say those words? Well, I, I don't accept the fact, Brian, that there's a segment of American society that disagrees um, in the preciousness and importance of every human life. And uh, it's one of the reasons why as we advance important reforms in law enforcement, uh, as we look for ways to strengthen and improve public safety in our cities, we're not gonna stop there. I mean, I couldn't be more proud to be part of an administration that saw the lowest unemployment ever recorded for African Americans. We saw the creation of thousands of opportunity zones that are generating billions of dollars of investment to our cities. This is the administration and President Trump is the president who made permanent funding for historically black colleges and universities. And, and we've been champions of educational choice because we believe that inner city families, African American families ought to be able to choose where their children go to school regardless of their area code and income. And so uh, while, while we, we uh, acknowledge uh, the, the concern of protesters, we respect the right of peaceful protesters, uh, I, I must tell you that we're absolutely determined to improve the lives of our African-American citizens with more job opportunities, more educational opportunities, and this administration will remain committed to doing what we've been doing all along. And yet, one final time, you, you won't say the words, and we understand your explanation. Now, now, okay, guys, oh my goodness, okay, peace Man. be still. In other words, Vice President Pence said, look at what we did for black lives in America because they matter. Mm -hmm. Look at what we did. Now, he didn't say this, but Mika will say it. <laughs> President Obama didn't do that. Mm. No, he did not. In fact, man, who was the report? We actually played the clip. Who was, there was a reporter who was on, it was either Morning Joe or the ABC Morning Show where he talked about what President Trump has done for black people in America. And he said, it is something that um, basically President Obama would envy. <laughs> like what he has done for black Americans is something that President Obama would have been proud to say that he did these things. Look, not in his first year, not in his first two years, in his two terms. Hmm. And he didn't do it for black Americans. So so Vice President Pence can sit here and say, look at what we have done for black people in America. Look at what this administration has done. But that's not enough for the reporter. Mm -mm. That's not enough for the anchor. Because Wokeville doesn't let you get out. <laughs> what you visit Wokeville and Man. you're gonna you're staying, that's it. And so because he is a Wokevillian, he comes back. He's like, but but you won't say the words. Hmm. He's like, I just expressed to you the sentiment. I just told you what we did. Right, but like I'm saying, um, you won't say the words. You won't, you won't just say the 
Now, we at this point have to ask ourselves, why do those words matter? Pun intended. <laughs> Why do those words? Because it's conditioning, because Come it on, is man. mind control. That's good. Because it is saying, this is where we want you to be. You know why? Because they know what it is to Xerox. Mm. They know what it means to get a Kleenex. They understand what it is to own the market on that term because they know that they control what that term means. That's why we can push those who reject heteronormativity to the front that's why now off this movement we can push for gay reparations quote unquote because we know what this organization is about so we need everyone saying this thinking that they all mean something but we know what we actually mean hey listen we are trained marxists Mm. you may say we have no aims and objectives You may say we're wandering around aimlessly, but we know full well what we're doing. We're trained Marxists. We know where we're going. We have an outcome. We've got stated goals, whether whether the useful uninformed, let's say it that way, (laughs) whether they know what our aims and objectives are, we know full well what they are. And we intend to implement them. Now, please say our name. Please. Mm. Can everybody say our name? Can you wear our T-shirt? I am so over it right now. I don't I don't even have. I don't have an expression for you to tell you how much I'm over it. So this happened on Juneteenth, right? So nine days later, Vice President Pence again is on Face the Nation. And (laughs) it's... All right, here's clip number three. One thing protesters would like to hear is leaders say Black Lives Matter. You won't say that. Why? All my life, I've been inspired by the example of the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr. Um, When I was in Congress, I traveled to his home church in Montgomery with Congressman John Lewis. I walked across the Edmund Pettus Bridge on the anniversary of Bloody Sunday. Um, I cherish the progress that we have made toward a more perfect union for African Americans throughout our history. And I've, I've aspired throughout my career to be a part of that ongoing work. It's really a hard issue for me. And as a pro-life American, I also believe that all life matters, born and unborn. But what, what I see in the leaders of the Black Lives Matter movement is a political agenda of the radical left that would defund the police, that would leave uh, that out of it, tear Just the down phrase. monuments, that would that would press a a, a radical left agenda that uh, and 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 support calls for the kind of violence that has beset the very communities that they say that they're advocating for. But, the, but I mean, sir, we I, I've I've literally met I've literally met with African American leaders. Uh, around this country and in in the national capital area who've who made it clear to us they they want law and order uh, they they want peace in our streets so you won't say black lives matter john i really believe that all lives matter okay and that's where the heart of the american people lies oh my goodness <laughs> so you won't but say it just just say it Man, yeah, forget about all that other stuff that, that you stuff. care about milton luther king i'm sorry martin uh, <laughs> but can you just say the term leave all of the political aspect out of it leave <laughs> leave that out <laughs> they want to do out of it just say the term please say just the say term the say the term <laughs> say it 
We have to be out, folks. We have to be out. All right, Aaron the Addisons, American Family Radio. We'll be right back. much because because I mean unfortunately we have to be here right now so why not be here in the proper state of mind Crazy. okay that by the power of the Holy Spirit man we are pulling down strongholds look you can't hold my mind hostage right you you cannot hold my mind hostage and tell me what to think and how to feel and what terms to use Right. And then say that if I don't, if I don't get in line, then I'm automatically this. I'm sorry, you man. But the, mm. here's the scary part to me. They almost had me. <laughs> they, and they almost got me. That's why I got Bruncott. <laughs> but truly, ain't nobody got time for that. Right. Ain't nobody got time for that. Anyway, welcome back to Aaron the Addisons on American Family Radio. I'm Mika. That's not real. Mika. It's Miki. But sometimes <laughs> I go into Mika mode. Mika and, mode. And um, anyways. I'm going to buy you a shirt like that. Mika mode. I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know about that. Mika mode. Um, anyway, what is your name, kind fellow? And I'm Will, and that's Path of Revelation with Believers. And um, thank you so much, Path of Revelation. We appreciate you. Richard is over in Studio CC. I'm going to try to open up the phone line. Mm. <laughs> line? <laughs> <laughs> All right, listen. Um, you, this is... I am no when you hear me say Black Lives Matter, it's mm -hmm. Black Lives Matter organization. And I'm going to do my best to always include organization because that's what it is that we're talking about. I don't need anyone to tell me how to define terms or how to how to express what I'm feeling. I, I don't need you to tell me how to express what I'm feeling. I you know, in all of my life, I haven't had to say things like this. Mm. Right. I don't I don't know why all of a sudden. I'm forced to say things like this and to follow it up with all lives. Like that's come on, man. I'm you know, and again, man, they almost they almost had us, Will. <laughs> like I feel I feel like we were almost, almost right there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, slobbering all over each other trying to prove how we feel about each other. This is trash. Mm -hmm. This is trash. It must be rejected by the church. So we don't need their terms. Let me Go ask ahead. you this. So this this what you're saying can be adopted just by more melanated, less melanated people. Cause I, I look, I'm just gonna be real. I think less melanated people will feel more inclined to be like, you know, no man. I do believe black lives matter and all lives matter. You know, I think, I think that may be a, well, here's my question. Here's my question. Mm -hmm. um, did you believe that before 2015? Yeah, of course. Okay. Then did you say that before 2015? No, it was no need Then to. don't worry about it. Boom. Done. Next in so line. No, Come on. No clarity What's your question? Needed. Okay. Look, don't, don't turn, don't turn me into the press secretary. <laughs> I'm not going to answer the same question six times. Okay. Next you over here. Tom, 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 please stop talking. Your time is over, okay? <laughs> be released. If you want to be bound, then be bound. Mm. I don't want to be bound. I Jesus Christ has set me free. Amen. So I'm over that. You see what I'm saying? I'm, yes. not, I'm not here for people to give me bondage that I'm now carrying and putting in my backpack. Like, you know, 
what was it for the um the veggie tales oh yeah i forgot what Libero it was called Roo, when they they try to put all the stuff in yeah. his backpack weighing him down, weighing him down. you know you can't put stuff in my backpack. That's good. I'm, I'm, I'm over that. Jesus Christ has set me free. Amen. My guidelines are in the word of God. So I'm staying within those parameters, not what you have set forth for me. Mm-hmm. Now you're telling me what I have to say to confirm what is or isn't in my heart. Yeah. Man, I want to say yeah. collectively, go sit down. Everybody <laughs> pull out folding chairs for these people so they can have several seats. Mm. We're not doing it. We're over it. And, and here's what I want to do. In this in this segment, okay, for three or four minutes. Go ahead. All right. Here's what here's what I want to do, and I often refer to this book. I bought this book back. Um, it was such a long time ago. Old books. All right. So I bought this book back when when all you could get were, were books mm. from Amazon. It was about ten bucks. Good luck trying to find it now for less than a few hundred. The book is after the ball. And this is the full title of the book, After the Ball, How America Will Conquer Its Fear and Hatred of Gays in the 90s. It was co-authored by Marshall Kirk and Hunter Madsen. Mm -hmm. They first wrote an article in 1987. The article was After the Ball, The Overhauling of Straight America. That was the article they wrote in 1987. Two years later, it turned into this book. In 1989, this book is published, After the Ball. It's no longer in print. All right. Now, before I read to you some things from this book, and I want you to think in terms of what we are talking about today, because okay. we are talking about social conditioning. Mm-hmm. And, and look, some of our leaders in the 90s miss this mm. and actually found themselves socially conditioned. And the evidence is that they began to use and popularize these terms and they passed it down. We now we all use these terms. We say things in church that we wouldn't apply to any other type of sin. That people are nestling and coddling in their hearts. But to homosexuality, we apply it. Why? Because you were conditioned. Because mm. the word of God was not enough. Because, okay, here we go. So co-authored by two men, Marshall Kirk, who died, by the way, in 2005. Marshall Kirk died in 2005. He was a researcher in neuropsych- neuropsychiatry and a logician and a poet. All right? Hunter Madsen... Hunter Madsen mm-hmm. received his doctorate in politics from Harvard in 1985. He what he is, he's still alive. He is an expert, listen, on public persuasion tactics and social marketing. Mm. So what is a neuropsychiatrist and a public persuasion social marketing expert doing getting together and writing a book about how to overhaul straight America. Well, because they know that they've got to play on your sentiment. They know that you've got to believe and think and feel a certain way so that immediately following those thoughts, those feelings and those beliefs will be actions. Mm. They know that that's what's going to happen. Yeah. So now let me just let me just share with you a little bit from this book here um, again. Um, probably has proved to be some of the best $10 that I've ever spent because as I, as I comb through this book and I go back to it, actually, I go back to this book, um, frequently as a reference book because I continue to see this playbook employed in our culture over and over and over the type of conditioning, the type of think this way, feel this way. So they've got one session, one section in the book where they talk about waging, um, peace, They have an agenda for waging peace, all right? Waging peace. And they give a list of beliefs. They talk about what the current beliefs are about gays, according to how it's written in this book. 
and then what they prefer, where they want to go. And what year and the was reason this? I'm setting this up, this is 1989. 89. This is 1989 because okay. quote unquote of gays in the 90s. Mm-hmm. So they got to be ready for this agenda to work all throughout the 90s. And I want you at this, be thinking about the types of shows and thinking about the types of campaigns that happen all throughout the 90s. All throughout the 90s, mm-hmm. early 2000s. Think about what was happening, what was going on. Will and grace anybody. Mm. Think about how your sentiment was changing and turning and the things you were saying. And think about how even right now, you're just a little bit uncomfortable. Some Christians listening to me are a little bit uncomfortable because they're like, Miki, it sounds like you're about to go into like a, a hate-filled tirade. That's because you've been conditioned. And that's because Madsen and Kirk were successful. The book is out of print because they don't need it. it. It worked. They won. They won. They did it. They were successful. So they pulled it. We don't, we, don't, we don't need it in print anymore. Current. Here's the current belief. Gays don't warrant or deserve much attention from straights. Here's what we prefer. Gays are a valuable part of American society. We should be familiar with their nature, culture, news, and heroes. Hmm. Question. Are you? Yeah, you are. You are. Check. They won. Current. And again, this is in 1989. Current. Gays are few in number. I don't know any gays. Nah, we don't want that. This is what we prefer. Gays constitute a large minority of our society. And some of my friends and family are gay. (laughs) Check. They got you. Just don't even deny it. Check. Whether you have said this before, you have thought or felt compelled that you needed to say it. So that you could speak freely, but you needed to validate that, look, I have friends, so now I'm going to say. Now, ultimately, the point that I'm making is this same strategy is being employed today as it pertains to ethnicity and culture. This is the same strategy so that you look away from lawlessness. Look, Keisha Bottoms of Atlanta has blood on her hands. Mm. I don't want us to miss that. She has blood on her hands. In every city where you allow for lawlessness to run rampant and innocent blood is shed, it is on your hands. You are tasked to be in a position of leadership and you fail that eight-year-old girl. You're failing these children. You have blood on your hands. You can come out calling for, stop this, we gotta gotta clear this no-go zone. But it's too late, Keisha, because you've already legitimized lawlessness. You've given it a haven around a Wendy's over a false narrative. Mm -hmm. That girl's blood is on your hands. Back to 1989. This is the social conditioning. This is where we want to go. And then you just have to ask your question, did they get there? And the reason I'm saying ask yourself that question is because today the question needs to be, where is Black Lives Matter organization trying to go? They have already said we are Marxists. We are committed to dismantling the Western prescription for family, the so-called nuclear family. That predates the West. Yeah. So why do they want you to say their name? Why do they want you to use their terms? Because they have an agenda that they're using, that they're using that name to go toward. And they want you, every time you open your mouth, you're promoting them. Every time you say that, you are affirming them. You are legitimizing them. That's what they want. They want legitimacy. They want to be validated and they want the church to be a part of it. So you got Christians marching, wearing Black Lives Matter T-shirts, being complicit in rebellion against God. 
You almost got me. You almost got me. Number three, 1989. Gays are easy to spot. Uh, we don't want people thinking that. Here's what we prefer. They're not. Most of them look just like anyone else. No stereotypes. Even though in this book they repeatedly point out the stereotypes. And you know what they say? It's amazing because they point it out, and it's, it's almost sort of like Paul to Titus. He's like, you know what they say about the Cretans? They're liars and gluttons and everything. And Paul's like, it's true. Like, it's interesting because these two authors are like, you know, I mean, look, the things that they think, I mean, these things are true. We don't, I can, I'm looking at the clock now. I know we don't have time, but the, the passages that I have outlined for you that I, that I want to read for you today, I may pick up with reading them tomorrow because you need to hear it. And let me tell you why. One of the things that they say in this book is that we want people to recognize or to believe that homosexuality mm. is as natural and is as innate a sexuality as heterosexuality. And then they write in the book, though we know it isn't, though we know no one is actually born gay, basically let us pretend that it is so. <laughs> And so you know what? The church adopted that foolishness, that madness. And then people say, well, if you are born gay, you can be born again. Stop it. What do you mean if you are born gay? <laughs> when even the gay activists say you're not born gay. You see how dumb that is. I'm yeah. sorry. That's not I'm not trying to be ugly, but that is being woefully ignorant. Mm. That that is being useful to people who hate God. And you and we think that we are being, you know, among them in a way so as to reach them. But really, we have just been conditioned by them. So then we are not useful to God. I'm over that. Beliefs 1989 after the ball. Gays become gay because of sin, insanity, and seduction. Nope, we don't want people thinking that. Here's what we want. Sexual feelings are not really chosen by anybody. Homosexuality is just as healthy and natural for some persons as heterosexuality is for others. You think it. You think it. You so accepted homosexuality that you were not jolted again until the transgender debate came to the forefront. And now Man. you are so accepting transgenderism that you will not be jolted until pedophilia comes to the mm. forefront mm. because you're conditioned. Man. So you say, Miki, what is the parallel between what you're saying about this and the Black Lives Matter movement? What I'm telling you is that the conditioning is in the works. And all of these agendas are walking lockstep for the destruction of the church and the destruction of the people of God. And yet we are among some of their like most avid supporters. Oh, I, mean, I have to say it. I have to say Black Lives Matter. Jesus would want me to say that Black Lives Matter. Would he? <laughs> would he? Book, chapter, verse. Just, just tell me where we are to adopt secular philosophies for the proliferation of the gospel. <laughs> when they've got rampant immorality just, just happening like everyday Mardi Gras in the church at Corinth, 
Paul is like, man, you're bragging on the, about these things that you should be ashamed. You're boasting about this. Oh, you wait till I see you. You wait till I get there. Why? The gospel is on the line, folks. We're out of time. <laughs> Until tomorrow. Lord willing. God bless. <laughs>